Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Mikhail Pitsner, also known as the Automated Millionaire and I am here bringing to you yet another episode of what I call the Automated Millionaire video or slash podcast series. We are in our second series, uh, the first series we handle the uh, secrets of a top business consultant who is able to come into any business pretty much and help them get a much, much bigger result much more cash out of the business in a very, very short time. I looked at what is it that made it so that I could make that happen for over 100 companies when I was out in the field, in the trenches doing that, even with companies that I had no prior experience of, no prior industry experience of, and so on. And yet I was able to do so when the business owners and their teams were uh, had not been able to for the last few years. Um, that was our first series. In this current series, which is our second series, we're looking at the mistakes that business owners make. And uh, by drawing out these mistakes, I'm hoping that maybe I either catch you in making some of these mistakes or help you avoid making them altogether. And the reason being is that most of these mistakes, they somehow have a tendency to cost us a lot of money. So if you can avoid them altogether, you're doing great and you can be on the outlook for avoiding those and do better. And also if you're doing them right now, well, at least you have a fair chance of sort of like recognizing them and then saying, okay, I will take the advice and not do that anymore so that I won't waste the money. We have currently looked at uh, already several of these mistakes, such as when the ego gets in the way of our business. I have been total <laughs> a culprit of doing that uh, to such an extent that it has cost me a lot of money. And I usually say that whenever the ego gets in the way too much, it will always cost me a ton of money. So definitely I like doing business. Uh, with a certain uh, level of humility and certain level of humbleness. It does not mean not to bring the confidence because I believe confidence really helps you in, in business for negotiation and everything else. But it does mean being a little bit humble about where you are at and maybe it bides you a little bit time to look into the matters a little bit more. Um, in this uh, new, uh, in, in today's episode, what I want to discuss is the mistake that business owners do when they don't use numbers. So you may do, uh, you may make a lot of use of your numbers, such as your profit and loss statement. I think that is probably one of the most important uh, reports that we have in our bookkeeping is the profit and loss statement and the balance sheet. Um, and the mistake that I see in a lot of businesses, and maybe that's applicable to you, and in that case, I definitely urge you to do something about it straight away. Uh, if it's not applicable to you, then just be happy that you are actually doing something good about it, but so on. But the reason I'm highlighting is that out of the many, many companies that I saw in person when I went out, you would be surprised how many business owners and even their CFO, so their chief financial operator, did not actually look at their numbers. Um, I had a rather large company. They were doing in excess of $3 million in, in their low period of time when, when things were doing, when the company was actually doing poorly. And then they were doing maybe up to three, four, five, six million dollars when they were doing uh, fairly well. 
And they had a CFO, so they actually had somebody employed, not just as a bookkeeper, but a true CFO, so a chief financial officer. A chief financial officer typically comes maybe even with a background of a CPA, so a true account uh, background, accounting background, or certainly has the bookkeeping levels pretty well down. Such a person, at least in my perspective, really ought to understand the numbers and, and how important the numbers are, and especially in running and looking at the performance of a business. In this particular company I'm thinking of, uh, you know, these business owners may have had a lesser understanding of the business numbers and lesser understanding of how to read them and so on. But when I asked and probed into the CFO and asked him, when did he last look at the numbers? He would tell me maybe seven, eight months ago. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a huge mistake. We need to look at numbers every single month. As soon as the month is, you know, book kept, as soon as your bookkeeper can come and tell you that, all right, I finished with the month of, let's say, May. So now you're in, let's say, mid-June and the bookkeeper comes and says, well, I finished May. Now you need to say, well, let me please have a report of the profit and loss statement and of the balance sheet. And now you go through these numbers and you see how is that tracking? How is the overall performance? Am I reaching the sales that I expected to? And for that, we should ideally have a budget. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but we'll sh we should have an idea about where our sales should be. Yes, we can look a little bit about last year's sales and maybe the last two or three years' sales to see, you know, is this adequate for the month of May that we are looking at? Is it adequate for this particular year in which we have said, well, we are doing these and these improvements to grow our sales. Or maybe we have a year of, okay, COVID is really hurting our business and so on. So maybe we have some dip in our business, but are we kind of like where we should be within the parameters that we should be? We need to look at the report to see where that is at. So the profit and loss statement, we look at the First top line is our sales. But we do more than that. We go through it and then we look at all our expenses. If you have the right business numbers set up, you know, the right chart of accounts set up, you should be able to extract in your profit and loss statement very clearly what your gross profit is. One of my colleagues in the business consultancy world used to say that that was the most important number in business. And he's I would personally say that he's not entirely right, but he's certainly right that it is an exceptionally important number. He kind of had the term that it helps look at you. Uh, it, it shows you the value of what your, your, your activities. It shows you the value of what you're bringing with your business. And I like that expression that it shows you the value of the activity that you're carrying out in your business. So with the gross profit margin, so the percentage gross profit that you can see, you need to be able to check in with that on a monthly basis and see, well, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it stable? Is it where it's supposed to be? Do we like this number? Is this adequate for the kind of business that we have? Is it adequate for where we want to take the business? And is, is it 
you know, what's the trend of this number? The trend is really important. If the trend is going downwards, which should really raise some red flags that something is off and we need to do something about it. Maybe our production is becoming less efficient. Maybe some of the costs are going up and we are not accommodating for that cost increases in maybe our pricing, or maybe we're not negotiating well enough. It can tell a lot of stories. So that's why the numbers are so critical because it tells a lot of stories. I've mentioned in a, a, a previous episode, we spoke about when the numbers are telling the, the, a lie, when so there's a mistake in a bookkeeping or there's something we didn't carry out. So yes, we need to have a certain flair and intelligence for understanding when the numbers that, you know, we see a number, we say, well, this can't be right. And, but, the, you know, you may not know exactly what's, what's wrong about it or, or that, the, you know, what has caused that it can't be right. But now we know at least, well, we need to look at, let's say, it's sales numbers. There's something off with the sales. We did not have this kind of sales. Or maybe there's, you know, there's something along with the sales that says, well, we had more sales than this, or maybe we forgot to invoice something, or maybe there's something in the equation that we kind of messed up in, or maybe some of the sales are, well, they're not being invoiced until the next month or something. But we need to look at the numbers. The more we look at these reports, first of all, it's going to take less and less time for, for you to look at the report and now you know exactly what's going on and you have a good feeling about, well, if you're tracking the right way or not. And then secondly, it's, it, the more we look at it, the more flair you're going to have and understanding for your business, especially your own business, but also for like, are the numbers correct? Are they not correct? It's just something that I need to be aware of. So, when I was running uh, my very first business, for instance, that of uh, Copenhagen Limousine Services, it would take me about three to five minutes to read a profit and loss statement. And I knew exactly everything that I needed to know about the business, about where it was good and bad and so on. If there may have been something like I said, well, the wages this month seems very high, then well, I would get hold of the bookkeeper and say, can you uh, give me a detailed report of that particular thing? Or I, I would dive in with the operational manager. We would talk about, you know, was it really that high? And if it was that high, what made it so? And maybe they would remind me that, oh yes, we spent an extra amount of time really polishing all the vehicles and we did a lot of extra work with, I don't know, something. Or maybe it was a charity thing. So we did have the expenditure but we did not have the income matching up with it. Whatever the reason, we, you, you want to find out what is the reason behind it so that you can say, well, okay, that's fair, that's good, moving on. Or if it's not good, well, now you're catching mistakes. Or indeed, if it's a poor performance, now you get more aware of, okay, where do I need to make corrections in my business so I can make more money with my business? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope this served you well. I would definitely say that you gotta use numbers, you gotta use your reports. I would say you have the profit and loss statement, that's an absolute key report for your business. You have the um, balance sheet, which actually you should never really look at the profit and loss without also looking at the balance sheet or the other way around. They kind of should go hand in hand. I cannot for the life of me understand why, uh, at least in my experience, it seems like those two are totally different worlds in the U United States where I grew up, come from, it seemed like, okay, we always have the two together. Yes, they so show different things and we're not going to get into the depth of that in this episode, um, but you definitely need both of them. 
I also suggest that you look at having a budget. We'll talk about a budget in another episode because a lot of businesses, they undervalue uh, the value of a budget. And then you definitely want to have a cash flow management report so that you can see where I'm at for the cash flow. If you have seen some of the previous episodes, maybe you might have uh, seen me or heard me talk about you know, the leading reports and lagging reports. These reports that I just spoke about are very lagging reports. That means that time comes and goes before we have the numbers. So a profit and loss, maybe in a you know, fairly decent, well-functioning, small to medium-sized business, you would have by the mid of current month, you would have the final results of last month, right? So you had the whole entire month, let's say May in our previous example, we have all of May come and go, and now you have maybe 10, 15 days into to June before all the numbers are in the report and we can trust the report with some fair accuracy. So in other words, you have all the, pretty much one and a half months before you can see how was May, right? Um, you, you at least have, let's say, 10 to 15 days into June before you can even see any of the numbers of May or, you know, in, in its entirety. So that makes it a lagging report. Now, I mentioned the cash flow management report and the way that I implement this and the way I offer it in my systems and my programs is that it becomes a leading measure. So it really shows you on a weekly basis, what does this week look like from a cash perspective? So it makes your decision-making base so much stronger. You can make decisions now, today, based on what's your cash looking like for the next 13 uh, weeks with a very high degree of accuracy so that you're not just guessing or saying, oh, I hope I can afford it. No, you know, because you have a good solid cash flow. And this is actually predicting the next 13 days. So it becomes a leading measure. We have talked and we'll talk more about the use of metrics. So production metrics, sales metrics, how many uh, sales calls are we doing? How many leads are we getting in? How much traffic are we getting in? How much money are we spending on ads? How many views do we get on the ads? How many are clicking our link or whatever? And then how many do we convert? All of those are numbers. It becomes pretty much the statistics and metrics. And we should have a good, clear understanding about what our base of metrics of numbers uh, they are. And maybe when we make a, a decision that, hey, we want to do 15 more calls a day per sales representative in our business. And with the 50 more calls, if we are um, converting all those calls by 20%, you know, we should have, you know, 10, 12 extra sales for every day that we are doing this, you know, something of that matter. Um, I, I want to make sure that, that we really understand the importance of numbers. I have been so sad when I come into businesses and then the business owner never look at the P&L. Or when they do, they don't know what to look at. We can talk in a pre, in future episodes. We might talk about what to look at and so on. But you know, we, it's not rocket science. So if you're one of those who don't really know, at least just start looking at it. Start looking at you know where does it look like and what's the trend? What was the last year? What is it this year? Uh, are we going up or down? You know, with income 
let them come up, <laughs> let the expenses go down, right? Um, but make sure that you begin now. Uh, if you have a bookkeeper, they should be on top of it. But let me uh, underline this fact that in all the years of business, I never had the bookkeeper come and tap me on my shoulder and say, we have a problem in our, in, in, in our performance. You know, they just, they, they, they bookkeep the bookings. Uh, they, you know, they, they put it in the bookkeeping system. They may give you the reports and they may know if it's good or bad. But I have rarely, if ever, experienced a bookkeeper who comes and says, we have, we have way too much expenditure on our overheads, or we have a problem here in production facility, or we have uh, a huge expense here that I don't understand why is it this big. I, I really have never met that. So it, please understand that the bookkeeper is great when the bookkeeper knows how to bookkeep it correctly and keep the accounts clean and sober and be up to date and be fast and efficient. But it's typically not the bookkeeper who's going to spell out where you're going wrong in the business. To that point, let me also spell out that in all the years of business, I have hardly met, even the best of CPAs I've had, have hardly ever come to me and say, Mikael, you can do better here if you did so-and-so. Mikael, here is, you're kind of going the wrong path here and so on. They honestly, they're reporters of the facts, of the books, whatever the numbers tell you. But they are not really the people who are going to help you improve the business, at least not typically. So that comes back to the role of the, the business owner. That is your primary role is to make sure that your baby of your business is healthy. Uh, so you need to understand that. If you don't understand it, align yourself with some that, that do. So you know maybe you form uh, a board of directors, which it can be highly valuable to do. So, you know, you have a group of, so maybe you have three people as a board of directors for a small company. That's not, um, that's a typical size. It's great. Make sure that these two other people, if you're the third uh, board of director member, that the two other people are uh, savvy business owners, have some business acumen. They don't necessarily need to be in the trade. So if you are, let's say, a concrete service agent, well, they don't need to be in the concrete service industry. That maybe one of them might be good, so they have some experience and so on. Maybe they are from a different part of the country, so that you don't have an immediate uh, a competitive uh, issue or challenge. Uh, but what you're looking for is that they have business acumen, they have an understanding for business. So a board of directors can be really good, especially if you're lacking some of the skills of looking at numbers and understanding and so on. They're also good because they can help you know, be the sparring partner about where to take the business next, how to challenge, um, how to react to a challenge you have in the business and so on. Uh, again, let me write this up because I know I can get off on a tangent a lot and I value your time and so on. So let me wrap it up. I hope this served you well. Please use your numbers a lot, <laughs> like continuously in your business. And with what uh, I believe is Tony Robbins, he used to say that what gets measured gets improved. So when you're looking at it, you will have a tendency to actually also begin to improve your, your numbers and your performance. So numbers, by all means, use them and use them uh, thoroughly and repeatedly and continuously and all the time. I hope you'll give me a like button on this episode. I'd love to see you subscribe to our channel here. If you have any comments, I invite you to send me any comments to uh, uh, 
uh, to me, you can go to my website, theautomatedmillionaire.com, and you can reach out via the contact page there. You're also more than welcome to check out the free no-cost training that I have. Uh, currently, it's showing my system that I implement with businesses and so on. This system is also the one that I offer in my online pr uh, programs, including my signature program, the one that I call the Automated Millionaire Business System. I hope this served you well. I look forward to seeing you in tomorrow's episode. Bye.